<laughs> I went to see a concert uh, Wednesday. I had a good time. Uh, I don't know why I have to add that part in, but I went to see a show Wednesday night, and I got home late. And the next morning, uh, my wife uh, goes, oh, good morning, and then comes in and gives me a hug and starts sniffing me, and it really cracked me up. It's like the old mom <laughs> gag of, like, we're smoking cigarettes. Um <laughs> I just want to give you a hug. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to that. hug your pockets to see if anything's in them. Yes, exactly. I'm just going to pat your ankles down real quick. Just pat, pat them down real quick. All right, thanks. <laughs> uh, so should we start talking shit on Corey? Um, I think so. It's a perfect segue. That motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This son of a bitch calls in sick. (laughs) Yeah, no, Uh, it's clear he's a total piece of shit. Since he's not here, (laughs) then we just go straight into stringing him up. Total piece of shit. Total piece of... (laughs) Human garbage. Hey, hold on. Not on the Uh, level of Buckeye guy, but... (laughs) Right. Uh, I was going to ask if we have a, his, a new history's worst monster. <laughs> history's greatest monster. History's greatest monster. That's a headline. Uh, that's ca- great. I kind of hope that, uh, like, you know, there's the picture of Buckeye Guy as history's greatest monster, and then, like, next <laughs> to it, like, smaller pictures of, like, Godzilla and uh, <laughs> like, Mothra. Like. Yeah, not Pol Pot and Hitler, but, yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, Godzilla. Right, right. Uh, Mothra and so on. Hey, I wondered, okay, what what kind of a story about Corey, like, because um, honestly, like, I was kind of scribbling it down at lunch today, like, uh, okay, I mean, I could do a story about what a great brother he was. He saved my ass a couple times, really, like, uh, biting the bullet for me. I'm sure. Um, or covering for some misdeeds of my youth. Um, how creative and funny he is, um, or, like, how maddening it can be to, like, deal with him sometimes, because he's <laughs> on his own fucking plane, and it's like... Your words and his words sound alike. There's like a level of homophones that's just like, Corey speaks English, but to him, all the words meant something somehow fucking different, and he shows up on a different day, and he's like, well, you know, you said this, uh, so we got some good... And then there's like some weird high-fiving, and then it's like, you just go on with, okay, here we go, that just happened. So, yeah. Um, I kind of picked none of those things. I also thought, let's just talk about the time... um, where uh, Corey put all of my... He put a full He-Man toy up his butt uh, when we were kids. Um, <laughs> that didn't true. happen, but it would be great to start a legend like that. So I thought, ah, oh, well, we could really get him. But That's um, what happened to Man-at-Arms? <laughs> um, yes, exactly. Um, that's why he had that little like metal cowl over his face. Because <laughs> um, he knew he was... Yeah. <laughs> he was going in for some shit. So... Um, so Corey, as my younger brother, um, the, so this is a story of once I was at a high school party. So Corey was going to be a freshman. So this is like the summer before that, or maybe school just started. Who knows? He's a freshman. I think, um, we're at a high school party, um, outside in someone's lawn and drinking, having a great time. And a kid, a car full of young kids rolls up. It's like, eh, fucking freshman kids. Somehow in a car. Um, somebody was driving them. Uh, the car rolls up, and I see all of Corey's friends get out. And then the trunk opens, and out comes Corey. <laughs> so, okay. 
all right, we got that going on already. And he's like, hey, Ben, you know, and he comes over. Corey is already pretty damn drunk, okay? Um, and he was, he was pretty damn drunk. And my friends and I were having a good time at like watching his antics, you know, he was, he was on fucking fire and he was like, Corey turned up to 11 and, you know, dancing around and stuff. And, um, we, I don't know why it was, Corey, go talk to that girl or something. So he tries to pick up line. What should I say to her? And it was the, Hey, do you want to go out for pizza and a fuck? And they say, no. And you say, Whoa, you don't like pizza? Ha ha ha. Okay. The dumbest thing ever. Um, but so Corey goes and asks some girl, Hey, you want to go out for pizza and a fuck? I love pepperoni. Woo, I'm the life of the party. <laughs> Literally saying, woo, I'm the life of the party. And it was like, well, how about that? And I just remembered my friend Dave and I were just like looking at each other with a monster grin, just kind of like, well, how about this? You know, Dave's known him since he was a first grader or a kindergartner or something. And then it's just like, well, here we go. It's like, he is, he is juiced up, you know? There's no putting that one back in the box now. <laughs> no, not right now. That dog will hunt, and it just revving the yeah, end. Oh. So it is known in lore that I was the bad kid, and pretty much, uh, uh, yeah. So I'm the bad kid, and it doesn't really matter what I do. Um, mom's all over me, you know. Eyes like a hawk, or I am me like a hawk. Well, so this night happens. Corey's fucking live, and it's like, all right, so sometime he leaves, sometimes I leave. I don't know how it goes. Of course, the next morning, church, like always. Doesn't matter. We probably did not go to the 8 o'clock mass. We almost never did that move, but 10 o'clock, still pretty fucking early if you're out and, like, completely hungover. And I'm hungover at this point, but Corey, hey, man, he was suffering, okay? So we're in church, Luckily, this was one of the rare occasions we were not in the front pew, okay? So, no joke, somehow we were in one of the back few rows, um, center left, so the not the center aisle, but, well, the the left of the two center aisles. Um, one, like, say, fourth from the back row, I don't know, something, somehow, by some miracle, maybe there is a God, we were in the back, <laughs> and it's like, right, like, Corey is looking like fucking death, and... Then you stand up to do the opening song. That's, of course, a, some rousing thing. <laughs> it wasn't, um, it, it wasn't uh, bass drum and, and uh, rain stick. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we did not have a bass. It was not one of those kind of days. Not one of those uh, rousing. Uh, no. Uh-huh. Okay. Baptist-inspired spiritual. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. No, and it, and it wasn't a Trick Daddy cover, which was the other Sundays. But anyway, um, we're back there. We stand up and doing it. And Corey is standing, and he's wobbling. And he goes, I'm going to puke. And I go, go to the bathroom. And he nods his head like, uh-huh, right. Good idea. And then he, he's out. And I'm laughing about this, you know? And he comes back, and he's, like, still a little dizzy, but he's, like, uh, gives me, like, a nod. Then, before the first reading, I get up, and I go, throw up, too. <laughs> the only time I've ever had to honk in church. Um, so, so I'm not in a good shape. And Mom is stink-eyeing down at our end. And, okay, so we get back in the car, and Mom, like, well, no wonder you're tired, and you shouldn't stay out all night, and blah, 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 blah. To me. 
Not to Corey at all. To Corey, she's like, oh, dear, you look terrible. Are you okay? And blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? What? She doesn't know that he's at the same party as me. And certainly she doesn't know that he probably, I don't know how much he would have drank, but uh, she has no idea. And she's babying him. Oh, can I get you anything? And me, you need to, you need to, don't be tired. Don't stay out so late. Um, so, yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? Corey, worse than me, he said that awful thing to that lady last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, that's my story. Fucking Corey getting away with murder because uh, he was a younger brother of an asshole. So. Yeah, I was going to say, is that a story about Corey, or is that a story about your track record and that was building up my, a lifetime case that suddenly wasn't reversed in one... Uh, that was about my yes. unfair persecution. <laughs> I am like the Jews and Jesus, and who else and has been you persecuted? It. You had it coming. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yep. Yeah. They were, they were just asking for it, so... Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, I did nothing wrong and was persecuted. But anyway, so the story was Corey pulling off a fast one. I've got a bunch of little stories too, but um, that was yeah. a good one. Grant, what's your uh, what's mm-hmm. a favorite Corey story? Since we're eulogizing him, pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if if little Captain Travis hasn't caught on, Corey is is no more. He's gone. Uh, <laughs> at least as far as this podcast is concerned, he's yep. He's dead to us. It, it will be as if he never existed. I'm going to go back and erase all of his scrubbing. all of his tracks. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the, the fourth beetle. Exactly. He, he's. You know. <laughs> does anyone remember Pete Best or Stuart Sutcliffe? Or no. Ringo Star. <laughs> or Ringo. Yeah. People. Exactly. Yeah. I have a whole. I have a whole rant about uh, Ringo shaming. Ooh. <laughs> oh. We'll save that for another. We'll episode. Save it for another episode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, uh, Corey's absence reminded me of a favorite Corey-related story, although he is not in any way involved, which was uh, the first time that he couldn't be home for Christmas. Uh, ben shows up with a tiny little cardboard cutout of Corey, and uh-huh. there's a quote bubble attached to this cardboard cutout, behind which you reach through and you pull out a little, like, fortune cookie paper slip. And it comes with a pre-written Corey <laughs> catchphrase, something that he might say. And so while we're sitting around talking and whatever, uh, just, hey, Corey, what do you have to say? And then it's like, uh, whatever, uh, you know. Some hey, sort we'll of, have some good fun like that. Yeah. Yeah, there, we're going to do this fun styles. There you go. I don't know. Something, something exactly like that. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. But remember, then poorly person persecuted all great artists and <laughs> and saints fucking persecuted i might have gotten arrested Woo-hoo-hoo. persecuted <laughs> now define arrest uh, i mean uh... i have no criminal record except a speeding ticket even in yes right if once something's expunged it's expunged and that's why that's there for a reason <laughs> there's a certain grace period Okay, when you play a practice round in a card game, then you might go, could I play this? And someone goes, no, but it doesn't count against you. And that's what you're doing <laughs> until you're 18. Could I point a gun at this? Fucking A, though. I, the, the couple of big, let's call them pranks that I did. <laughs> <laughs> those gags. Goofs. Ben was always goofs. up to those. 
couple of goofs that I did. With his friends. There's oh, a couple a of those goofs really wouldn't fly right now. Um, <laughs> sometime maybe we'll talk about my goofs, but I don't really want to record yeah. them. Fair enough. For Fair posterity. Enough. But Again, what's expunged is expunged. <laughs> right. Today's climate is different. The court there were simpler sealed. times. Yes. Yes. Wow, Grant, you really just well, <laughs> filled with Corey memories. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that's the story. about Corey? Ben. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's like, well, Matt, do you have any stories about Corey that are actually about Ben? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. and But they're all going to, I mean, again, these are like, they're going to be about Ben cor- tormenting Corey. And, um, there might have been some about that. It, it, you know, like. Let's say Ben and his friend. This is a hypothetical. Let's say Ben and his friends get a BB gun. Like, who, who, not what, who might be their target <laughs> practice? <laughs> well, let's well, get this works on Corey. <laughs> well, I have a little brother. Sort of. The, I don't remember what he did to offend us in the first place. <laughs> but. Just like the Jews, he had it coming. I think what offended us, us, my friend had a blow dart gun. Yes. <laughs> also had just like plastic pellets you too. friends with head hunters? Well, <laughs> look. Some of us were not so supervised this as our family was. This was during my time in New Guinea. <laughs> yes. And driving his crummy car, he <laughs> shot a blow gun at, a dart at Corey. It was a, just a plastic thing. No needle in that mm-hmm. dart. But missed him or something. And whatever. Then he goes into my... Into the basement and out the basement window, he a- takes aim at Corey, who's sitting on his moped, and shoots him. It's like, oh, you're on my moped, so that's the crime or something. I don't know. Whatever. Wait, how could he have had a moped in his car? I don't know. Some parts of the story I don't remember so clearly. <laughs> the main parts we go were like this. Playing backgammon, uh, discussing <laughs> Wittgenstein. <Yeah. laughs> yes, exactly. I said something about Benjamin Disraeli, and I heard mm-hmm. snap. <laughs> and Corey goes, "Oh, oh, my leg, my leg, my leg!" And then uh, my friend Ryan says, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry," or you know, like, "Hey, sorry, little buddy." And Corey goes, "That didn't hurt." And then it's like, "Oh." oh. <laughs> <laughs> you. Technically, 10 pumps is the most pumps that go to BB gun. (laughs) But we pushed those limits. We ran into that ceiling hard. Ryan was the Chuck Yeager of pumps in a BB gun. (laughs) (laughs) Broke the pump put in that many. And then maybe even I pulled the trigger, possibly, um, and (laughs) slapped him in the thigh. And then he had something bigger than a coaster of blood, like a mark on his jeans. And it was like, oh, no, oh, no, now I'm going to be in trouble. You're okay, you're okay, you're okay, don't tell mom. Much crying. And now, when he tells the story, he said a BB came out. I do not think that was the case. I think it's more like getting a real crazy towel whip kind of a thing. Like, just the smack and impact. Did cut his jeans, did make him bleed like hell. I do not think an actual BB was in his leg. What I do know is that I tried like hell... To, to get him to, like, be my, you're my best friend, you're my best friend, <laughs> I love you. Um, don't tell my please, don't tell my, look, look, you if you look tell her, all my baseball cards. if I'll you, you tell her, we're probably both going to get into trouble, you know? Yeah. Which is also not too that. far from the truth, by the way. She was, true, uh, true. yes. Um, so what I did to the now, like, you know, five inch to six inch circle of blood on his jeans, um, I just poured bleach on it, and it's like, all right, that'll hold it for a little bit. 
and then we washed them, put them in the washing machine, ran the wash. (laughs) You put bleach on the jeans. I'm like, you bleached his wound? What the? Yeah, no. I thought thought that's what you meant. Is a remedy I'm not aware of? What the hell? Here, drink this bleach. It'll heal your BB gun wound. I'm waiting for Matt to to react. He's like, okay, Matt didn't react. What the hell do I not know about bleach? (laughs) No, you just pour bleach on a wound. So he put a stick in his mouth and he bit down hard. (laughs) And we cut his leg off. No one will ever know. So I I let the bleach sit on the jeans for a while, like till it looked like it might be good and out. And then it's like, hmm, they seem to be getting very white. And then <laughs> I put them in the wash, and it pretty much disintegrated in a pile of rot, like white <laughs> rot that was around there that was now like eight inches. It destroyed the jeans completely, and it was a like. Well, also somehow try not to tell mom about this, and oh, we're just in a lot of trouble here. Luckily, acid wash jeans were in, in vogue mm-hmm. at the time. Uh, no. Maybe in Ottawa, but uh, (laughs) this would have been, ah, I don't know. So this is probably like 95 or 6 or something. I don't know. But, okay, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. Again, misunderstood. I'm a misunderstood person. Uh, So, yeah, the the question I really had uh, for this episode was, like, how has Ben really misunderstood and maybe misrepresented? <laughs> and, uh, let's really go back and clean mm-hmm. up history here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with Correct you. history, if you will. I'm with you. Um, oh, I don't know. I had like some good things. Like uh, I've always admired that if he uh, if he wants to do something, he just does it, and it doesn't matter whether it's cool or not or or whatever. And certainly at the time, it was like you fool, you're very, you're being very uncool and stupid. Um, but then that worked out in the end. Like, uh, he would try to play pop music on his saxophone, and then when school would get out, he would stand by the bike rack and play those sort of pop music uh, melody bits on his saxophone with his headband. He would put on mm-hmm. A, mm-hmm. a certain uh, misunderstood flag <laughs> bandana. <laughs> uh, simpler times, simpler times. Um, uh, but he would put that on and uh, wail on his saxophone, and people would just get their bikes and leave. It's like, man, that's pretty dorky. But then that turned into uh, playing guitar, which turned into a band, and then turned into being like kind of an area sensation, if you will. Mm. Uh, So, yeah, it kind of fucking worked out in the long run. Yeah, it doesn't at all. There's a lot of things uh, that I've been, I've thought about for a long time, but I, I keep like forgetting what they are. A lot of things that will come up and. I'll be like, wait a minute, that's cool now? Corey was doing that like five years ago. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I think about is... Uh, uh, Having your friends sit on your back so you can suck your own dick? <laughs> huh? <laughs> that, I, he, was a, the, he was the Chuck Yeager of having your friends sit on your back so you can suck your own dick. The real <laughs> test pilot of self-cock-sucking. Well, Corey, well, one of the things that <laughs> I was thinking... If it wasn't true, he'd be here to say it wasn't. <laughs> oh, that's right. We can say whatever we want about him yeah. since he's not here. Mm-hmm. Of course. Uh, he's a real sucky egger. Yes. <laughs> okay, we'll allow it. But like the, what people would say, would, would call like nerd glasses or something, that's a thing he was wearing long before I saw anyone else wear them. Now everyone wears glasses with thick black rims. Uh, and I wish I had more examples, but there's honestly like dozens of things. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, wait a minute, he was doing that way before, or like a joke he was making or something, I don't know. Um, There's a certain level of dumb t-shirt, and no, he did not invent dumb t-shirts. But in a pre-internet, 
a pre-internet world or an early internet world where it wasn't like you saw what everybody else was doing or shared stuff. Um, He made a lot of dumb but very funny and kind of ironic shirts and just wore them and stuff. And then it's funny because, yeah, somebody else I know that he may have peripherally played with in a band but was not in his band, um, invented, in college later said he invented wearing uh, uh, ironic logo t-shirts like a Cracker Jack (laughs) shirt or something. It's like, dude, I fucking started that. And it's like, yeah, no. I mean, it's a shirt, but... But it is true that my brother did do that five years ago, and yeah. I don't know if that makes him cool or just out of sync, but he's just like, he he needs a phase shift. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's that's maybe the definition of being ahead of the time, is you you are out of sync, but it will be cool later. (laughs) It's true. Yes. Long after there's any chance for you to appreciate it. (laughs) Yes, yes, or take any benefit from, yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. One of the things, this... That uh, this will be this would be like a positive uh, or admiration uh, story that uh, about Corey is I don't know why this one always sticks with me, but it's kind of along the same lines what you were saying, Ben, and um, it goes back to high school wrestling. So I shot him in the face. Yes, let him <laughs> suck in his own dick. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. Damn near shot the dick. Poured bleach on him. You know the same old that old yarn. The same old thing. Right. Um. So I in high school wrestling, well, in high school sports, and in high school, and in life, I'm like always so in my own goddamn head, but especially as we go back to, you know, high school sports, um, God, if I, I have a much clearer sense oh, of sure. who I am in the world and all these things. Don't you, you wish there was more about sports psychology back then? Ah, uh, Jesus. Like, yeah, for um, sure. But yeah, just so in my own goddamn head, psyching myself out in every possible way, looking for ways to psych myself out. But um, so we're at a a big tournament, a wrestling tournament. So this is our league championship, really like the big meet of the year. Like this is what you work for, and um, you you know all the competition because you would have wrestled everyone right. uh, prior to that. You know who's in what weight class, and um, for for the listener for if little captain travis hasn't been in wrestling or at a wrestling tournament or if someone on this podcast uh was never at a wrestling tournament i've been to wrestling tournaments not as a competitor it's different grant it's (laughs) fucking different uh it's a it's a lot of like there's so much downtime it's a lot of laying around oh fuck yes waiting for the for the next match and what that means to i think a lot of people is like a lot of time to psych yourself out and worry about the next match and like over and think about who's going to beat who and you know so i don't know if by the way i don't know if track meets are like that too but swim meets are another one like with uh, my daughter it's like you are there all day for a total of uh, 48 seconds of action (laughs) right (laughs) right Uh, track meet's probably not quite as, as bad, but, um, maybe it's just because I like track so much. I like watching yeah, exactly. the events. Me, it's the whole thing. It's, it's an yeah. extravaganza. Right. <laughs> um, anyways, so we're at our league tournament. We've wrestled all these teams. We know who these people are and all the stakes are on the line. And so first thing they do is, you know, you get the bracket and you're like, all right, who do I have? Oh fuck! I gotta face this guy. He's gonna kick my ass if I win. I miraculously I'll face this person, but if I lose it, you know, you start just going through the thing, right? So <clears throat> we're like a round or two in. Corey had won um, his first match, which is awesome. Um, into the next one, and um, he was facing like the number one seed guy, and I 
I don't know a name now, but you know, pick a, a name that everyone in the league would have known. Again, we all would have wrestled them already, so we mm-hmm. knew like, holy shit, Corey's facing st- studs McPins a lot, right? Right. And so <clears throat> he's, you know, like like you generally do during the tournament. He's like laying on a, a, a gym bench, a uh, bleacher, you know, sleeping. And um, it's about time, you know, to start warming up. So, like, wake him up. Like, hey, Corey, you got to get up for your next match. He's like, okay, cool. And he starts kind of, like, just loosening up. And he's just so fucking chill. It's just, like, no big deal. And I'm like, but so so you know you're going against so-and-so. And he's like, going against who now? What? And it's like, (laughs) oh, well, okay, you misheard me. Um, You're going against... The guy, the guy that uh-huh. it's the fucking guy who does push-ups in between matches. Like you see him on the side <laughs> of the mat doing push-ups in his warm-ups. It's that guy. He's like 150 pins in his career. He's like, like not even hearing. Just like, well, what? Oh, what'd you say? Oh, sorry, I gotta go. And his, I gotta go wrestle. And he fucking wins. And and I love that. Like that was such a lesson to me, especially at the time. But even now, I think of this all the time. Of like. Who, what what's what value yep. is there in like worrying or psyching yourself out or pre yep. trying to think of all the options? It's just eh, let's go out and do it. Whatever happens, happens. Like cool. And I my greatest was- win, I didn't know the guy. Like I never watched him. He beat the crap out of one of my friends in a preseason tournament, and then I beat this guy. The guy, uh, it's my claim because he he won third in state that year. I know and who I you're beat him about. and. Uh, then afterwards, that guy was a good friend. Like at tournaments, he'd be like, "Why don't you get out of your fucking head and wrestle, mm-hmm. man?" And because I'm, I don't know, I'm a head case, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of my thing. <laughs> but yeah, like I, Corey is that way. Like I don't know, we because we would talk about that, like with my friends, and, and be like, "Well, that guy is gonna break your face," and in this way. And I mean, we we weren't idiots or chumps or something but still like we would we would think about that and talk about that too i mean even the best of us yeah are like in my class um yeah we would talk about that like that guy is gonna eat your lunch and that's how it is but i like that about Corey too like it's just the kind of like not caring some of it might be just luck that he's somehow not paying attention or on earth (laughs) with the rest of us but it's also i don't i think like eh, whatever i'm not i don't know i can't i don't have time for that yeah, it was just like it almost like didn't compute. Like, why would I care about the who now? Who does the what? Uh, I, I gotta, oh, sorry, I can't talk about whatever you're talking about. I gotta go wrestle. <laughs> so, uh-huh. There's no time for that now. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so, I guess the the last story I'll have that uh, I think is a good. Uh, it, it kind of encompasses uh, the, the the many things about Corey, particularly during the time period where I was in college. Uh, so my sophomore year in college, we, uh, you know, you get off campus, so you have an apartment now, and I mean, God, it's the greatest fucking thing in the world, right? Your own place, you've got like eight people in a one and a half bedroom <laughs> place, kind of, you know, that's the, that's the typical <laughs> thing, but you're like, sweet, I get this whole closet? Like, this is going to be oh, fucking yeah. awesome. Um, but of course, we had tons of parties, and it was a ton of fun, and Corey would come up to visit frequently, and... Just like several things I remember about that time period. Uh, so whenever Corey was there at a party, well, a lot of it has to do with the aftermath. So like, and that's I guess kind of where the story will end. Is like the next day, it was very easy to see if, if it was a party where Corey was there or not. So maybe you were hungover and you slept and you woke up and he's not there, but you would know there would be playing cards all over the apartment. 
because at that time <laughs> he had mastered the art of throwing playing cards. He could draw blood with a playing card, um, you know. Uh-huh. So he would start with some tricks, of course, because like he's the type of guy that's like magic he, tricks. That's how oh, yeah. I'll win the ladies over. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But, some people try to pick the lock with a you know a, a hairpin. Some people uh, you know try to smack it off with a hammer. Corey thought that the way to get to pussy was with card tricks for yes. sure. Uh, and and when and when the is this your card didn't work, he went on to like, well, I can throw this card and hit a target across the room, uh, and it was it was impressive. I mean, I yeah. don't know that it, I, we'd have to ask him, but I don't know if it ever. Hey, got I can away. cut you with a card. Want right. to sleep with me? <laughs> <laughs> you stop <laughs> until you can get him down. Yeah. Um, so the another. A uh, classic move of Corey's, which I just love so much. He didn't invent this, of course, but he's the type of guy that would do this whenever given the chance. Is um, the Bruce Springsteen move of uh, there'd be a, a uh, chair, yeah. like a, yeah. a straight back chair, sitting in the middle oh. of the party, and um, uh, what's that song? Ba, 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 da. Da, 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 dancing in the dark. Yeah, dancing in the dark. Yeah, sorry, I couldn't think of it. Um, so he, no matter what, it, like he would work a way to get that song on, and he would, he would kind of like take over the living room, and he'd pull a, a kitchen chair out, and he'd do the walk yeah. up the chair and walk down it, um, and that was like a just a huge crowd pleaser. So I remember this one particular party uh, in in our apartment complex called Meadow Run. He's there's cards everywhere. <laughs> that song comes on. He's he does the whole thing, and and the whole party, and this was a big party. It's like gathered around of like oh this fuck you know it's like the everyone's cheering the guy so then he he takes it to the next level and he steps up on our kitchen table which was my roommates um and his he and his dad had this real like particular thing about this table coincidentally and he's so he's dancing on the table and everyone's cheering and then and it just breaks in the middle and so this was then it's like for me it was like cut to the next day because I didn't really care or really like it was just like ha ha everyone's laughing uh, that's funny we'll figure out the table later and like uh-huh. you wake up the next day there's cards everywhere and blah 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 and, uh, my roommate was just like devastated that like you don't understand this was my dad's table <laughs> now I'm gonna have to go like home and explain how I broke this table you know so it was like kind of like the best it was like a bunch of crazy awesome things and then it's like oops we I uh, I danced on your table and broke it and now your roommate's uh-huh. pissed but um, yeah they figured it out and the, the roommate went home they reinforced it like so actually which is kind of funny because this is because of Corey so this is just like a thin ass old dining room table right sure he came back the entire um, the entirety of the under part of the table was like just two by fours or, or that <laughs> so the, the, it was now like a yeah <laughs> it was this massive heavy as yep. fuck table that they're like you dance on that now, like <laughs> yeah, no, I know who it is, it. and uh, dad, and that's yes, the solution. Yes, yeah. And now it's the guy that does like only chest and buys, but not legs, and he's got those like <laughs> yeah. Kentucky alcoholic skinny legs, and <laughs> but the top is like New Jersey Turnpike uh, bench press king. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's this crazy ass table on little rickety pool yes, cubes exactly. that wiggle around and wobble. Yeah, exactly.